Welcome to SoCiaUp.org, S-O-C-U-P.org, helping social entrepreneurs up their game. And now here's your host, J.P. Katz. Okay, we're joined here with Rabbi Benzion Klatsko, founder of Shabbat.com and advisor to over 50, uh, rabbis on over 50 campuses and, and uh, in 50 different cities throughout North America. Um, Rabbi Klatsko is, is also not just Shabbat.com and all of his advice to these rabbis, uh, but he's also very well known for delivering incredible talks and really moving his audiences. And so we're fortunate to have him here today to discuss with us, um, you know, preparing a talk and delivering a talk and some, some pointers for uh, some, of, some of us less experienced uh, in our audience that might be able to benefit from it. How long should it take to prepare a 45-minute talk? Okay, it's a little bit of a tough question um, because there's no really hard and set rule, but um, I think a person has to figure out what message they want to convey and work backwards from there. Interesting. Think about how they're going to convey it. So once you know what, me- what that message is, then the next thing you're going to want to look at is stories that will back up that med- message because uh, even somebody who is listening to the talk and they're dazing off or they're, 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 they're just really not in tune, a story will get them back on track. Uh, a few jokes. Is there a format that you use? In other words, an idea, then a story, or yeah, there is a format. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you basically when I get up there and I'm, I'm delivering a talk in about a half an hour now, uh, from now at BU. The very first thing that I do is I chat. I chat when I get up there, and of course, not on the phone. Is it? Not on the phone. When, <laughs> when I when I. Uh, um, when I'm delivering a keynote address. What is Chad? So you, you schmoozing with the... I schmooze with the audience. Okay, I, I, I stand up there and, I, again, if it's a keynote address by a, a dinner, I wouldn't do it like this. Okay. But if it's a talk, I'll get up there and I'll introduce myself. I'll fiddle around turning off my phone. And basically what I'm doing is I'm getting myself settled in. Picture a, picture a mother hen about to sit on her eggs and she's ruffling her feathers and just sort of, <laughs> you know, moving yourself into position. So I'm moving myself so into that So it's for you position. and for the audience. It's for me and for the audience, for them to really get comfortable with me and to see that I'm real and, and, um, and for me just to find that, that uh, place, that, that tone that I'm looking for. And sometimes while I'm settling in, I'll look at the audience and I'll see, are they feeling laid back tonight? Are they on edge? Are they eager? And by settling in, I sort of get a feel of where the audience is. So I'll, I'll introduce myself. I'll tell the audience where I'm from. I may throw out uh, questions about where they're from. All of those will be uh, just how to settle in. Do you, do you recommend rehearsing? I, I don't. Or like in front of a mirror, these types of things? I don't. But it, it could be. I, I, I was delivering talks in a group called Pirchei from when I was a very young, I was 14 years old, and I began speaking. Then I was a, a pulpit rabbi from the age of 20. So I'm very, very comfortable up there. Uh, again, that uh, concept of what's the worst that could happen. So, you know, I get the word wrong, or I trip on the way up, or, you know, all those things have happened. Um, so, it's, so, so we're seeing the polished product after decades of, of, of Yeah, so it's, it, it, it's polished, and uh, I wasn't that tortured guy who, at sort of a grown-up age, suddenly have to learn how to speak in public. 
Um, what are some of the um, what are some of the uh, topics that you think most resonate with with this generation? The gen let's call it the twenties and thirties. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it it's a good question. Obviously, uh, personal growth is something that everyone is interested in. Uh, spirituality is something that people are very interested in. Um, we we're looking for something uplifting, uh, something that will make us think when we leave the room, and um, dwell on the message. Uh, one of the things that I do when I get up to speak, one of the first things that I do uh, after I settle in is I tell the audience what they should expect to hear tonight. So you give I them say, like an outline. I give them an outline. I said, tonight we're going to speak about happiness and uh, we're going to speak about a concept that they may not be familiar with or you may not be familiar with. Um, it's, it's like brilliant. It, it sounds yeah. like you're, you're drawing from your uh, your trip leading uh, skills. Yeah, yeah probably the agenda for the day, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Yeah, probably probably that. Um, once they know what to expect, then uh, they're prepared for it. And particularly if I want them to be really moved, I'm preparing them to be moved. Mm -hmm. So in a way, I'm sort of a spinning the talk before the talk starts. Interesting. So if I say tonight will be one of the most emotional talks that I give. It's something that will change you forever. And, huh. uh, and so you'll just, set the tone right up front. Boom. I'll set the tone. They'll, they'll know what to expect. Whether and hopefully I can deliver inspirational, on. emotional, you'll, you'll right. use. Right. Got it. Wow. That's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So they know what to expect. No surprises. Right. They know where you're right. going with it. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Do you have any recommended resources, um, you know, like books to read, anything that, uh, especially standing, it could be a podcast or some sort of um, uh, video, what would you recommend in terms for of For public speaking? Yeah, for someone who's, you know, again, just starting out, or I guess the seasoned veteran alike. I mean, there, there are certain public speakers that, um, that I think I've drawn inspiration from. More than a book, it's just really watching the masters at work. One of the people that I watched when I was young was a man by the name of uh, Rabbi Mendel Weinbach, who was from Ar Sameach. He used to be a speechwriter for Ben Gurion. Oh wow! And um, and he had a he had a rhythm to his talk. He would uh, speak for about fifteen minutes, and then he would synopsize what he what he was getting at with the catchphrase after that fifteen minutes. And then the rest of the talk, he would hit that catchphrase every which way to Sunday. He would uh -huh. just he would go at it from the, just from the right crystallizing, angle and crystallize crystallizing. it and then go back to that catchphrase and wow. then the left go back to that catchphrase and um, that's one of the things that I try to do with every one of my talks mm. is I try to uh, come up with a catchphrase so whether it's Judaism is a relationship not religion or the purple jacket people or the happiness truth paradigm or whatever it is it's in one sentence you know, you, you can recall the whole speech. It's not keep it simple, it's less is more. Le less is more, something that sticks out, something that'll be relatable, and, um, and that works. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much, Rabbi. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. You're listening to SoShop, S-O-C-U-P.org. And again, uh, Rabbi Klatsko, founder of Shabbat.com, major public speaker on over 50 campuses, advisor to the North North American uh, campus scene. We appreciate your time today. Thanks for being My with us. My pleasure. Socshop.org. S-O-C-U-P.org. Helping social entrepreneurs up their game.